Hey there, folks. Welcome to, of course, Griff Talks Football. We're your host, Griff, here. And, of course, it's certainly been a while since I've uploaded another episode for Season 2. But, of course, that has changed for today. Uh, this is the second to last episode of the season. Uh, next Monday, June 1st, will be certainly the season finale. Uh, season 2, Episode 10. And that is about... Uh, Play actions that are most effective with dagger concepts. So, I mean, I'm that is going to be more of a generalization with some details to that, uh, which I nevertheless I felt it was appropriate. Uh, and also, I really wanted to make that the season finale there um, because play actions are always effective, and they can be effective if certain concepts work well with, of course, certain play actions that also work well with the certain protection involved. But again, that's next week's episode. This is, of course, today's episode. This is about ways to attack bracket coverage. Now, in Season 2, Episode 4, I talked about different ways to attack different coverages. And even though it was a generalization of... Each coverage that's being presented, each route concept that is, I don't know about perfect, but is effective to attack certain coverages. So again, if you don't want to listen to this episode, uh, you want to listen to Season 2, Episode 4, Different Ways to Attack Different Coverages, that is something uh, that I highly recommend, because I do mention bracket coverage. Uh, within that episode, but I didn't mention different ways to attack it because bracket coverage is a little more Not so much complicated uh, But you have to be aware of what the defensive backs So again defensive backs the corners and the safeties of what they're doing to your top wide receiver or who you bet or, or who is your most effective receiver within the game. It's not always the top wide receiver Although most of the time it certainly is. Uh, but you have to be aware of what they're doing. How they're taking your receiver away. You know, one of the best examples I can think of that is appropriate for this episode is the 2018 AFC Championship game. Because, I mean, bracket coverage is obviously blatant once you see the instant replay, once you see the play involved. But again, I think... I think a lot more people remember bracket coverage within the 2018 AFC Championship game between the Chiefs and the Patriots just because Tyree Kill is such an explosive wide receiver. And I believe at the time CBS was doing the AFC Championship game. So, um, of course, this is you know Patrick Mahomes' second year. He threw 50 touchdowns that year. It was a league MVP, or at least was going to be the league MVP. Uh, uh, I mean, evidently he became it, uh, became the league MVP, but at that time he was not yet deemed the league MVP. Uh, but nevertheless, it was an explosive number one offense, especially through the passing game and through scoring points. Actually, I think, I think it was either number four or number five. I can't exactly remember. But they were the most explosive passing attack or at least the most explosive passing team uh, that year. 
And a lot of people, especially Tony Romo throughout the game, were thinking of like how the Patriots are going to, you know, take away Tyreek Hill, who only had one catch for like 40 yards, I think. But after that, he was just, he was shut out. And that's because the Patriots had implemented bracket coverage. Now, they implemented cover one bracket. So sometimes they showed up in cover two man, only to bring one of the safeties down uh, and leave their most best cover field safety as the single safety. So McCourty was often the guy uh, that would be the single high safety covering the entirety, or at least is responsible for the entirety of the field. And they'll have another corner on Tyreek Hill. Now, they switched off corners there and always had Stephon Gilmore on Tyreek Hill. They had different corners. But the main thing was they bracketed or double team Tyreek Hill. And they basically said, we're going to take away your best weapon and force you to throw it to other people. Obviously, they had other weapons there. Uh, Sammy Watkins, I believe. Uh, also, Travis Kelsey. But evidently, that's what they did was take away one player by using two defensive backs. And that's basically what this episode is. Is the two, which I'll discuss, is... What are the two most common uses of bracket coverage? And then what are the two most common ways to attack bracket coverage? And I'm going to go with the latter here first in terms of ways to attack bracket coverage. So, again, this is just an oversimplification. There are more details to this. But if that was the case, that'd be more of a YouTube thing or more of a Patreon thing. Uh... It would be essentially a coach's clinic here uh, that would, you know, probably take an hour to explain, maybe an hour and a half. But even then, there's still more details involved with bracket coverage. So again, this is this is not the answer to everything. I just want to make that clear, but this is a oversimplification. But I think that is the basis of its core. Is not only will I again be discussing two different types of bracket coverage. Uh, so zone and man, but also different ways to attack bracket coverage. So again, one of the most common ways to attack bracket coverage is using the receiver who gets bracketed as a decoy to then attack other areas of the field. So within that 2018 AFC Championship game, Tyreek Hill was obviously getting double teamed. And there were times where Patrick Mahomes was trying to get the ball at Tyreek Hill and he was just double teamed and it was really impossible or at least really difficult to get Tyreek Hill the ball. So Mahomes had to throw elsewhere. He had, a, he had Travis Kelsey to throw to. He had Sammy Watkins. They attacked the field horizontally because the Patriots, again, were implementing that cover one bracket coverage. So, you know, really cover one usually has that five-man rush or has a four-man rush with a quarterback spy. But New England had to use quarterback contain with the DNs on a four-man rush and rely more on the interior pressure. And then they had a linebacker match up with a running back because once you take two guys uh, and decide to cover one individual... You can't always implement the same cover one system or cover one game plan that you want to use. Uh, 
Because if that was the case, again, the basis of cover one is one safety high. Everyone, everyone else, the DB or strong safeties, will be in man coverage. And that Mike backer will play the spy, play the blitz. You know, you would have a five-man rush. But again, you only have 11 defensive players on the field. And if you take two defensive players and double-team one guy, you have to adjust. Um, and just now rely on your four-man rush, rely on quarterback contained from the DNs, and go man-to-man -man with the rest of the receivers. And hopefully, your double-team is slowing down one receiver. But then again, Kansas City took advantage at times by attacking the field horizontally, by bringing Travis Kelsey on crosses, by throwing slant routes, uh, which... That is a weakness of the defense. I mean, defenses do allow, if you're running cover one, do allow inside releases. Because they do have help on the inside, basically. If you have an excellent free safety or cover field safety, and that safety has explosive speed and can attack that slant route pretty quickly and could deliver a big hit and potential incompletion, the defense is okay with that. But then defenses will adjust. If you keep hitting on the inside, they'll either change different coverages or still use cover one, but... You know, force you know the, the 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 receivers to go outside and try attacking to the sideline. That way, either a it's in completion, um, or b they recognize that hey, usually we do get beat. This is the weakness of cover one. We get beat outside, so let's be aware of outside releases. Let's try to jam on outside, which is counterintuitive. But you don't want to constantly get beaten inside if that's what the offense is constantly doing. You know, the defense. Or at least offensively, if you're attacking the defense, you know, usually the saying goes, take what they give you. And if you keep doing it and doing it, uh, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You keep attacking the defense, again, has to adjust. But again, using that number one receiver as that decoy to open other areas of field to attack is one way. Again, attacking the field horizontally, uh, not so much, I mean, you could attack the field vertically, but again, you can't exactly use a post route um, against cover one without having another route occupy that free safety. So again, crossers were, were good routes that the Chiefs had used in that AFC Championship game back in 2018 uh, against uh, the Patriots. But another way of attacking... Uh, the double team or the bracket coverage is using routes or double move routes uh, to create separation of the bracket coverage. Now, defenses are aware of double moves. They are aware that that can hurt them. But if you keep using certain routes and certain uh, re releases with these routes, you can basically eventually set up the defense to do a post corner with your number one receiver that can create separation. You can use, okay, like a corner post instead. There's different ways of taking advantage if the defense has become susceptible to the same release, the same route, or certain routes are being used consistently to then basically set up and run a double move route to get your number one receiver wide open. So if, if that... That receiver has become your number one effective weapon or number one receiver or basically a receiver that you can't rely on uh, within the game. Uh, 
that is one way of, of getting the ball to receivers is, is double move routes. But you have to do certain things to then set up and then create separation within a double move route. You can't just run a double move. Defenses within the bracket coverage will be susceptible or not susceptible, but will be aware of that. They'll shut it down and, and then you have to go elsewhere or you have to th uh, think of other things to then attack the bracket coverage or get the ball to your number one receiver. Uh, but again, uh, using that number one receiver as a decoy to attack other areas of the field or using double move routes with your number one receiver are different ways to attack bracket coverages. Now the two most common uses of bracket coverage is A, if it's zone coverage, you may see a DB go man-to-man -man with your top receiver while using a safety playing deep to the top receiver side. So, uh, sometimes if it's zone coverage, uh, the most often thing that you'll see in a bracket coverage using zone is, is cover three. That's really it because you want to maintain uh, the single high safety look. You don't want to do, you know, cover two zone and then have, you know, a safety and a DB, a double team, your number one guy, but then have no safety in the middle of the field because then that's just an easy post route waiting to occur or go route or seam route, and you can just attack that the entire time from your slot position, from your tight end position. So most of the time, if not all the time, if you're seeing bracket coverage, you will see single high safety look. And you may not always see single high safety look pre-snap or post-snap, you will. That's why it's always important to see what the safeties do as a quarterback or as a coach teaching your quarterback what to do is always keep your eyes on those safeties to see what they're doing. Now, again, it's, it's cover three is most often occurring or you would most often see with bracket coverage when it's zone is, is cover three. Uh, just because you want to maintain that single high safety look, you want to maintain your zones with your defense to take away certain things. Uh, and again, if it's bracket coverage, usually you'll see your best cover safety, whether free safety or strong safety, within playing that deep middle of the third while having the other safety bracket your top number one receiver or your most effective receiver within the game. Now, if it's man coverage, you may have seen one safety play deep or again, if it's cover two man, you'll see it pre-snap, two safeties deep. Uh, but then post-snap, you'll see one safety, one DB cover the same receiver. Well, you'll still see that single high safety look. And what's most often seen with that style player, that style bracket coverage is cover one. Uh, so again, cover one is one safety high. And it's man coverage almost across the board with a quarterback spy with a five-man rush. But since it's bracket coverage, you'll see a four-man rush. Everyone else in man coverage with two guys and one receiver. And then, of course, one single higher safety playing the entirety of the field, reading the quarterback's eyes. Now, once bracket coverage is used, again, it's important to note it is essentially middle of the field closed coverage just with one receiver doubled. 
You have to recognize that defenses are not going to let you attack the middle of the field uh, within bracket coverage. They're not going to do that. It's going to be idiotic. That's just basically wasting the bracket coverage that's being used. Sure, we're taking your number one receiver, but then let's just let you attack the middle of the field to other guys who may be fast and take advantage. No, defenses aren't going to do that. Defenses are still going to ma maintain coverage in your number one using the double team and then having the other safety play the middle of the field, trying to take away post routes, trying to take away a seam route that's going towards them, uh, and so forth. Now, you need to find route concepts that often beat middle of the field closed coverage. Again, if it's cover one, what's the, what's the weakness of cover one? Well, you know, you can tap the middle of the field horizontally because most DBs will be okay allowing inside releases. You can go slants. You can go crossers. If you're trying to tap the outside, you can do, you know, a stem release or, you know, a slow go where you fake the inside route only to then go back on top for a go. Uh, and you can go, you can throw the ball to the receiver running a slow go. You can run goes or fades if you can bait the corners into an inside release only to break back outside. That's the weakness of cover one man, especially if the team's using cover one with a bracket coverage. You're basically using your number one receiver as a decoy and trying to get other receivers or other targets, other weapons involved in the passing game. Now, if it's cover three zone, you can use seam routes. Uh, you know, go by two by two formations, for example, and go seam routes with a slot or tight end, uh, and then reading the cover field safety. Again, whether it be strong safety or free safety, that safety is playing in the middle of the field, the deep third, trying to manipulate. You know what, uh, and make the safety go one way and throw the ball the other way to the receiver. That's one way of doing it. Uh, to then take advantage of the bracket coverage that's being used on your number one receiver. But again, you can use double moves or at least find routes to then set up the double move to then once you use the double move, your one receiver that can create, uh, with your number one receiver that can create separation and you can throw it to said number one receiver. And again, create separation from the bracket coverage. Now, here are ways to attack cover one bracket coverage and what to keep in mind. So I'm going to start with the ladder first. What to keep in mind, pre-snap may either look like a cover one robber or cover two man. And then you have to know what's cover one bracket occur occurring or if it occurs. The same principles apply. Defenders don't want to get beat outside. And we'll attempt to cut off or undercut any outbreaking routes, whether it be an out route, flag route, comeback route. They don't want to get beat outside. Most of the time, if not always, a four-man rush will occur since, again, this is cover one bracket coverage. Now, ways to, again, attack cover one bracket coverage. Have routes attack the field horizontally, such as crossers. The mesh concept, which is, you know, shadow drags. Trying to create rubs. Uh, mesh is always a difficult, difficult play to, to, to slow down or to stop. Um, in routes. 
such as, you know, uh, bingo, dagger, um, other various in routes. I can't name, I can't remember all the verbiages that are associated. But again, bingo, dagger, um, our ways. And again, you can run these in routes or unders. Unders is another variation of in route. It's just a short in route. And you can run these in routes as long as by the time the receiver gets in depth, whether it be 10, 15, maybe 18 yards, makes a sharp cut. If the receiver makes a bend cut, it's more easier for the defender to cut that off, to cut or undercut the in route, as opposed of a sudden sharp cut, then it's more difficult for the defender to, uh, you know, maybe get back on his feet or maybe gather himself and try to undercut uh, the in route. So again, in routes are good as long as you're making a sharp cut uh, with your receiver. Now, if you're going in zone, it's far more effective to kind of bend uh, to then match with the timing of the play. Uh, because uh, if you do a sharp cut, I mean, it may still be effective, uh, but you may have to throw it sooner. Uh, if you're, you know, running a dagger concept and you're trying to find a receiver open within, you know, zone coverage, uh, it's just a little nuance there that I would argue for, you know, instead of a sharp cut based on timing of the play, you know, more of a bend route is far effective against zone. But that's just a little side note there. Now, again, crossers, mesh, in routes, flags, right? Even though the defense knows that flag is a weakness to cover one, if you can get a double move such as a post corner with a slot receiver involved and then have your outside receiver that isn't getting doubled, you know, run a curl instead or some route that just occupies the corner of man coverage, you have open space on the sideline to throw to if you're running that post corner route with a slot receiver, especially a receiver that has excellent route running ability. And then you just got to manipulate that single high safety to think one way and, of course, throw the ball to the direction that you're aiming for. And make sure that the top receiver is running a route that continuously maintains the bracket coverage to then create space horizontally. Right? If they're if the defense is taking your number one weapon, try to take advantage of that. There's going to be open space involved. Now, if you're trying to get the ball to your top right receiver, use rub routes or double move routes again. Rub routes if you're in a two by two right, and you're at the goal line, and they're trying to attempt, or at least you're in the red zone, they're trying to attempt a bracket coverage in number one, you know, create space using a rub, make sure not to, you know, have a pick there, or make sure not to do a pick, because you can only attack the DB at one yard. If you're attacking, and you're screening, or you're contacting the DB past the yard, whether it's two, three, five, whatever, uh, that is a, a pick that's illegal, that's offensive pass interference, and then it's a 10-yard penalty from whatever it be, a first down, touchdown, a big play, what have you. Uh, you don't want to do that. You don't want to cause a penalty. I'm saying rubs, 
whether it be, you know, a go and a slant, having your nolan receiver run the slant, uh, that's one way of, of, of creating space for your top wide receiver to get the ball to. But that's just different ways to attack cover one with bracket coverage. Here are the different ways to attack cover three with uh, bracket coverage. And then, of course, what to keep in mind. So what to keep in mind is that pre-snap, it'll look like a standard cover three. But with a DB pressed on your top wide receiver as an indicator of man or what's most likely man. Uh, the purpose of cover three is to not get beat deep on the outside, whether it be comebacks or goes uh, at the sideline. And to slow down the quick game that attacks the middle of the field, such as the spot route, such as the spacing concept, where you have one guy writing basically a short, a short curl at, you know, five yards. You have another guy running a flag. You have another guy running a corner or, you know, a short post as part of the, as part of the, or a seam that's part of the spacing. You know, spot is more associated with a flat flag um, stop route. Spacing, again, is more associated with a stop, a seam, or a post with a, with a flat ball. So spacing uh, and spot is often similar. There's just some differences there. And spacing, you can also have like a curl there involved too. Now, uh, sometimes may get a cover three match in which the linebackers, you know, uh, will go man to man with a player if certain player is tapping the area. And that's the same thing with a strong safety too. You know, the strong safety, if there's a, offense player within this area and that offense player keeps running the route, it will then occur or change to man coverage in that situation. That's just a variation of cover three. But cover three bracket is another variation of cover three. So sometimes, you know, you'll have four guys underneath in coverage, but then you'll have to take that strong safety to play in the middle of the field uh, the third of the field, because you're going to have your best cover safety there uh, and have your other safety, again, whether it be the strong safety uh, or free safety, not, you know, playing a third of the field, but rather double teaming your number one receiver. So, again, sometimes free safeties are playing the third of the field, but then there may be a rotation, you know, right before the ball is snapped, a rotation to where the strong safety bails, uh, and plays in the middle of uh, the field, or your best cover safety fails and plays in the middle of the field, and then you have your other safety, what would have been pre-snap, playing that middle of the field, to then now double-teaming your top wide receiver. Now, here are the different ways to attack that if you're getting cover three with a bracket coverage. You can get the verticals or seams, as I said earlier, to attack the middle of the field, to you know put that best cover field safety in the bind. Uh, you can also it slants and outs. I mean, those are good concepts to use against cover three. However, if you're throwing the the concept against uh, against a cover three bracket, be aware that the the man to man DB. If you're throwing that area, it may pass off and attack the flat or attack the out 
especially if you're running the Ohio concept, that's, you know, most associated with a split field coverage where, you know, the outside corner, you know, would take the slide if you're throwing the ball quick. Uh, even if it's man-to-man or even zone, the outside corner will take the slide. That slot's breaking out. Well, the safety will take the outside receiver who will be running the go here. But, so be aware if you're running that Ohio concept or even that, you know, dragon or what I would call dungeon because it makes more sense to me. Uh, if you're running that slant and flat concept and you're throwing in that area uh, where the DB is man-to-man with your top wide receiver. But again, most often, slants and flats uh, as well as outs are good ways to attack a standard cover three. Uh, even now, since it's cover three brackage, it's a brackage. Bracket, it's a good way to still throw the out routes or still throw the flats because now you have less guys underneath as opposed to what a standard cover three would be. Because it's standard cover three, you have four guys underneath, but since it's cover three bracket and that strong safety or that safety that would be down line scrimmage is now playing the middle of the, uh, middle of the field, playing the third of the field, and the other safety is double teaming on that number one receiver. Uh, now there's only three guys underneath, and they're more vulnerable to the flats, to the outs. Um, you can still hit seams or verticals within the hashes. That's just different ways to attack uh, cover three bracket. Now, dagger concept is another good one that you can use, especially if you're using cover three match, to then now make a high-low read. So if you're no longer going to your number one receiver, or if your receiver is yet to uh, use a double move and still occupying that man-to-man and that other safety within the bracket, you can now still throw in that area. Uh, or using that dagger, again, using a slice that will a slice route that will attack that area, uh, using the dagger route involved or flat. As uh, another option to throw to if somehow the slice route and the dagger route is covered. Um, but you're basically still trying to attack the underneath or attack the sideline and still manipulate that safety that's playing uh, the deep third. Um, and still trying to occupy the safety's eyes to make him think one way as opposed to, oh, hey, this is where I'm actually throwing to. Uh, but again, the dagger concept is one way to attack cover three, cover three bracket, or even cover three match, because you will have a high-low read there. You can always throw it to the check down as well. But again, these are different concepts that can still be effective within a cover three bracket. And of course, double moves with your number one receiver is another good way to uh, attack cover three bracket. So again, a reviewing here. Is cover uh, is bracket coverage is often associated with a certain middle of the field close coverages such as cover one and cover three. The two most common ways to attack bracket coverages are using a receiver who gets bracketed as a decoy to attack other areas of the field, or using double move routes to create separation of the bracket coverage. So that's something to keep in mind. But as I end this episode here, thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, to this episode again, uh, season finale is coming out June 1st. Just different 
ways uh, or at least finding more effective play actions that complement well with certain dagger concepts. Um, not, I'm not gonna try. I, I'm trying to avoid making an over an oversimplification like this episode. But again, there's so much detail uh, or details that go into play actions that can be affected with dagger. Um, so I'm just gonna go with certain play actions and talk about why they're effective as opposed to other certain play actions that wouldn't be as effective if you're running Dagger. So that'll be next week's episode. Very excited to do that. Um, but thank you all again so much for listening to this episode. Uh, feel free to listen to Season 2, Episode 4, Different Ways to Attack, Different Coverages. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, uh, again, this is what I found that has been or at least what I found is more effective or most effective to attack bracket coverage. If you're, you know, a coach or someone, you know, playing Madden, even though Madden isn't exactly an accurate representation of football itself, but if you're trying to game plan someone who has, you know, either constantly throughout film used bracket coverage, or if you're expecting bracket coverage on your number one receiver, this is different ways to attack bracket coverage that's being presented. So thank you all so much again for listening to this episode. I'll certainly catch you all next week. Also, make sure to listen and, and stream my update. I do have some updates for the future of this content, uh, which I will also do an episode here uh, on June 1st. Uh, Along and which that will come out hours later, um, as a way to give y'all not only opportunity to listen to uh, the season finale, but then I'll still keep y'all updated with a second update uh, podcast episode in regards to the future of this content. So thank y'all so much again, and uh, I'll certainly catch y'all soon. Uh, this is Griff Talks Football, and remember to either love or hate. My opinions, and remember, I'll catch y'all soon. Stay safe.